This episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Everyday Running Shoe, which I was lucky enough to head out to Barcelona and see being unveiled at its launch and to chat to athletes like Sharon Nakidi, who won the New York Marathon a few years ago, who does all of her easy and steady runs in this pair of shoes. And then we've set Jess from The Running Channel a very specific challenge to train for 12 weeks for her fastest, hopefully, ever 10K, which is also back out in Barcelona. Yeah, she is loving training in this shoe. And I think it's important as well because we're so lucky we get to test lots of different shoes. But we do know that some people just want that one pair that will do everything. So Jess has been doing her long runs, interval sessions, and she will be tackling the final 10K in the Under Armour Infinite Elite shoes. Yeah, big focus on endurance and a brand new foam, which provides extra energy return and looks after you on even your longest runs. So if you want to know more, head to the link in the show notes. This is the Running Channel podcast with me, Andy Badley, with Kelsey pressing buttons and pretending to work over there, and Sarah pretending to run over here. (laughs) (laughs) That is relating to a question which is coming later on. He didn't touch his head. He said, hey, hence tries a charm, Well done. (laughs) Yes. That was at least 30 seconds without touching your head. How badly do you want to touch your head right now? It turns out very much so. It turns out I have a, a tick. Scratch whereby I, I, I'm always like doing oh, there this we go. Whilst, oh. whilst recording a podcast because <laughs> these guys drive if you me ever, to it. If you ever walk past Annie in the street and go, is that Andy Badley? If he's doing this, this chances are it is. It is. <laughs> the head in my hands, I've had some involvement with talking to Sarah. <laughs> Let's crack on. Okay, right, before we get stuck in properly, I've got a favour to ask. I'm, I'm, I'm hijacking your favour slot. Oh, you can still on. have yours at the end. Hang on. What? Been agreed? I didn't even know about that. No, it hasn't been agreed, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. So, oh, oh, the, the boss January, has put his foot down. Yeah. January <laughs> was our most successful podcasting month ever, which yes. is very exciting. Which, and we continue to get lovely emails to podcast at runningchannel.com. Mm. We won we, an award. We did win an award. Thanks to you. But we would like to reach even more people. So I'm getting it in early in this episode. So if you're watching this on YouTube mm-hmm. or if you're listening to it on audio, then drop this into a WhatsApp chat with friends of yours who like running. Tell people about it on your runs. Mention it on Strava. Mm. Just get the word out there because we'd like more people to listen and to send yeah, us crazy yeah. things and to set silly challenges for Rick. And, and as a special thanks, because you've requested it, it's taken us a little bit of time, but we've got our editor on board. Every single week, this will now be on YouTube. So you can listen to it, you can watch it, you can cheers. do whatever you like. You cheers. can do both. I Try know. insert some cheers here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we should insert some cheers there. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Let us know if you do both even though it's going to be very similar. If you listen to it on your runs without watching hey, us, and then you think, those guys are great. I want to watch it back. There's little things well. that you get in video, which you don't get on audio. So yeah. take us yeah. out on, our, on your run, picture Andy touching his head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then so come back right. yeah. to watch the real thing. Oh, yeah. Right, but now into the content. How's your week of running been, Rick? Superb, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. What have Re- you done? Yeah, well, I've, I've done a little bit of a... Uh, expanded my running in the fact that I drove somewhere to go to run to meet up with a friend this week, actually. Oh, nice. Uh, I know like you try not to drive to go for a run, but a friend of mine who lives up in Hertfordshire, kind of uh, Andy's way, yeah. said, do you want to meet up in this park which got, and we'll go and play golf afterwards? So went up, had a little run, and we had a nice game of golf. Great how, little. How, what did you shoot? Do we have to go into that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're very much a social golfer, I imagine. Oh yes, is the that a so- golfing term? Social, what social is uh, I think the key. Yeah, what did I, don't, yeah. I mean? Maybe I've identified myself as a non-golfer. Over, I shoot, I shoot you probably about one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty. And what was okay. par? Uh, Seventy-two. 70. <laughs> 
I don't think that's that bad. Hey, you got more out of that. Because, you know, the average person is only getting 72 shots, whereas you got 140. Exactly. So I get more bang for my buck. More bang for my buck. It's quite physically demanding walking a golf course as well, 18 holes. Did you get a little buggy? Can, can I just say, my yes, success... Yeah, I did get buggy. Uh, my my success it. on the golf course yeah. is not about what number I shoot at the end. Yeah, It's about how many balls I lose. Oh, how many balls did you so lose? If I lose fewer than five balls five? per round... Five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's a successful round for and me. And how many did you lose? Six. <laughs> oh, unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Andy, how's your week been? Still struggling to, to fit it in, but I'm enjoying the faster stuff. So it's kind of in combination doing the faster stuff, which takes me back to the days when I was a professional athlete. And I sort of feel alive again through that. The short recovery, faster stuff, whether that's 400s, 200s, um, 600s, etc. Um, But doing that in February is quite hard work. Mm. And then my long run's creeping up there as well. So um, Creeping? Creeping up there. I'd gone to 10 miles last week and then... Uh, a little bit further this week. So I'm kind of enjoying the social side of, of my longer runs, but also the, the challenge to myself of continuing to to run a bit faster and seeing how that actually, I'm, I'm tired from it. I'm getting the doms and my legs are sore for the longer runs, mm. but the longer runs feel easy because the pace is so much slower than the, the faster. When do your doms kick in? Um, Pretty classic at the moment, like two days after. Two days, because, two days after. Because I am asking my body to do stuff that I haven't done in a long time. Uh, so- but then... Th- that they are getting less severe because I've now run at these paces for a few weeks. Sarah, do you get DOMS two days after or day after? I get OMS, mate. It's not even delayed. In the workout, I'm just getting it. Instant onset. Yeah, although I had, so a few weeks ago, we did a challenge, which I'll be talking about a little later on, where we had to run really, really fast in short bursts and we had a long time to do it. And uh, I have not run that fast Ever, well, I don't sprinting, think. Basically, basically sprinting, yeah. and oh my goodness, the worst DOMS I've ever had. Wh- yeah, awful, absolutely awful. Well, that came on the same day. Mm. Oh wow. Well, uh, well, yeah, yeah, actually, same day, day after. How do you, all how terrible. Do you warm up for sprinting though, so something doesn't snap. <laughs> well, I think quite, that's what's that's it's a genuine challenge in, in February to, to be warm enough yeah. to, to sprint yeah. all out. I'd be, like, I'd be worried about yeah. pops. Also, because yeah. you'll be so the way that I was doing it is I was doing like one all out hundred meter sprint and then waiting for quite a long time. So I was having to warm up for every mm. single effort because if you're if you're letting your heart rate come back down and you're getting a little bit colder, then to go straight back into it, it's actually the first rep you'll probably be nice and warm, and then the second, third, fourth rep you'll be you won't be as warm. So you need to like keep warming yourself up. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of effort. It's so much easier to run fast in sort of May, June when the, when the weather picks up and it's warmer because you're, you're already yeah. like, even in your recoveries and stuff, you're just not cooling down. But when you can see your breath and you're wearing gloves and stuff, that's, that's it's not very pleasant to run faster. No, grim, but, absolutely grim. But yeah, um, if, you, if you do listen to what we bang on about and sneak in strides every now and again, mm-hmm. and that sort of does give you that stealth speed work that can make it feel a little bit less of a shock to the system. Yeah, I definitely have not been doing my strides fast enough. <laughs> Because yeah. like after doing that, I was like, ah, I can't do 100 meters a bit faster. Yeah, but you than found another pace. That's the, the the secret, right? You've unlocked yeah. a faster yeah. pace that often you wouldn't ever get to. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. And just I guess before we move on to the topic for this episode today, which is how do you train for a marathon? Because very excitingly, you're doing it again. Yeah. I want to f- check in on your streak. Your strength and conditioning streak. My strength and conditioning. Uh, is it still intact? It's still intact. Uh, still going. Every single week be. of 2024. And not this week because I was a bit short on time, but last week yeah. I did it on a Saturday and I did double the amount that I would usually do. So again, I followed it along on my phone and I did a 40 minute, eh? 
hit workout. That's, that's, that's yeah. a nice time. Look at 40 this. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Single and leg presses I, in, in there at all? No, no, no. no just no? on my carpet. Okay. Did right. you know that Rick I likes still, a single leg press? He's yeah. never mentioned do you know, it Do you know what I'm going to be really proud <laughs> of myself? the only one he knows the name of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rick he just looks at all of the other machines in the gym <laughs> and goes, I don't, I don't know. know how to do that. don't know how to yeah. do that. Yeah. My goal for this year is to have a 52-week streak of strength and conditioning, having never set foot in a gym. Sorry, I, actually, I, you know what, I wasn't listening. You didn't even what listen. Did He's too busy trying to oh. name things that he knows aren't real exercises. <laughs> Tell you what, last week we had sexual tension. This week we're like an old married couple. You're not even listening to me. <laughs> Sorry, you have you have my attention. I'm in the room. I don't, even, want, I don't even want it Too anymore. late, let's talk too about how you train for a marathon. Too late, right, let's train for a marathon. So you're doing London, are you? Yes. Congratulations. Very, thank how you exciting. So. I'm so excited. Yeah. So yeah, I thought... You know, we're getting close to spring marathon season. I thought it would be really good to have a little chat about how do you actually train for a marathon? What do you mm. need to be doing? What do you need yeah. to be thinking about? Whether it's your first, your fifth, your 50th, your 500th. What are the things that you're going to forget about? And this is going to be your fourth or fifth Oh, people keep asking me this and I actually don't know. Amsterdam, Amsterdam, Osaka, Berlin. Osaka, Berlin, around the Boston route, Chicago. Count, though, does it? No. So technically your fifth, fifth like official, official one, yeah. sixth. Actual. Including the distance, yeah. Eighth, if you count ultra marathons. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Hang on, that's pretty good. First UK marathon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's London. That's a pretty good And it's big London. Maybe your third, third world world major. Yeah. Behind Chicago and Berlin. Yeah. That's very exciting. Very, very cool. Um, and yeah, the main aim. So we're doing a series on this as well. So please go check that out if you want to follow the yeah, training and the, the highs and lows. But the the main goals for me for London are a goal: have a party. I've yes. always said like we've we get so many incredible opportunities and like there have been a few like oh could you do London's in previous years which I feel so so grateful yeah. for but so far I've been like no yeah unless it is the best day out ever yeah. um and I do have a time goal in mind which I'll go into in the series as well but oh we're not going to talk about it here no oh it's a secret well, I can't remember if this but you can't have a party if you're literally killing yourself going all out well this is the thing so I'm going to be conservative. I want a PB, right. but I'm going to be conservative with it. I don't want it to be a slog. So like, I'm going to try and I know that I will have it's an like even you. more fun day out. Yeah. If I'm like comfortably going for something, but I'm also shooting for something that would make myself and really And you know, proud. I can have a party on the day. I we're know. Gonna, we're going to have a little space near the Strand you, again. We're going to have yeah. a few bottles of Gavi on the go from midday. I have never yep. successfully been able to party after a marathon though. No, so maybe that's the second goal. Your body is just drawn. No, I reckon if you just run up to the finish line and give me some water and then a Gavi, I yeah, reckon you, I could do good. it. Good yeah. to go. All right. Good. Yeah, we will have a mile 27 running channel space again for the London Marathon this year. So if you Exciting. didn't get to come and see us last year, not only did we do a live podcast recording, we did a shakeout run mm -hmm. and then we were open all weekend, Saturday and Sunday to come and say hello. We even celebrate got Tito, with us. our videographer DJing. It yeah. was oh, such yeah. a vibe. Yeah. So just stay tuned, watch this space because we'll yeah. be making some announcements about exactly where it was going to be because it will be different this year um, and also what will be going on because we'd love you to come and say hello. 100%. Here's a question for you two. What mm. is a six-star finisher? So that is someone who has finished all six of the world marathon majors. So you've got whew, memory test, test. Yeah. New York, yeah. mm -hmm. Boston, mm -hmm. Chicago, mm -hmm. London, Berlin, Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Nice. I impressed yeah. myself. Six, yeah. So those are the Have six. However... <laughs> Because you can't count. <laughs> However, there are currently a couple of marathons in consideration yeah. adding to that list. Oh, so it might become they an eight-star finisher. Well, so I don't think it will. There's a 
there's just they, I don't think they've officially announced what they would be doing, but there's talks it's in about the consideration process, isn't it? Like Cape right. Town. Yeah, but so there's Cape also in play. there's yeah. also speculation. I think there's one in Australia as Sydney. well, Sydney. Well. There's a there's currently some talks in whether one will get added and it will become a seven star finisher, or yeah. whether both could get added and then you get a medal of like it's still a six star medal, but like yeah, I think you, you just can you just yeah, use some of the six. Complicated, sure. isn't it? But mm. but right now, if you if you are about to complete your sixth and you're going to go and run it, then you can let the organisers know in advance and they will give you a special medal as you finish. Mm. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. Very, clever. very cool. So how do you get going to train for a marathon? Do you need to start three months before? Yes. Well, at least so that's 12 weeks, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 12 or 13 weeks. A lot of plans are 16 weeks. I did a 16 week plan and I'd also had to do some kind of base running before that. But, but that's I, what I, I've I, done for this yeah. one. 16 week plan, but I also did a five week pre-marathon plan to build up to it. And that the was to get your mojo back a little bit, wasn't it? Because you were Yeah, not... I was so lost. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of 2023, I was like, I hate running. But it's now, the... love it again. Yeah, and it's really interesting for me, if you do go back and listen to any of the podcasts pre-Christmas, like there's a period where you are lost. Like, yeah. Um, and obviously... How's your runs been this week, Sarah? Don't know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> been out, done them. But look, running's not easy. Like, no, it's really hard. Get out. It's like, it's sweaty. It's, you're red in the face. You don't always look or feel your best. You don't want to do it. It's raining. It's yeah. like, running's hard work. But that's mm. what I would personally say is what I love about the marathon is it's such a big chunk of your, and it's not, it's not one day. Like this is the first thing to get into your head. The marathon, the day itself, yeah. in theory, is the easiest part because you have the whole day put aside. Yeah. You can go out, you can take as long as you want to. And you have that day whereas the hard bit is the fact that you dedicate so much time to it in the weeks and months before leading up so that is actually what's got my mojo back is that I stopped looking at like okay I've got 365 days I'm going to do loads of training this year and I'm going to do this 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 and this no this is up until April I am like deep in marathon training yeah making some sacrifice yeah like you really do have to kind of accept that it's going to take over your life depending on if it's your first one it's going to take up a big chunk of time and you kind yeah. of whether you're going for a time whether you're going because you just want to finish there are a lot of big long runs that you want to do and that's we get a lot of questions in of people saying why is it 16 weeks i can train for a 5k in eight weeks why can't i train for a marathon because you need your body needs time to adapt yeah. to those bigger distances because if you look at a yeah. training plan you'll spend maybe like three or four weeks building up to a big distance and then you'll have that deload week and that mm. is so so important in marathon training because you are putting so much through your body and your body yeah. needs that three or four months to yeah. build up but i don't think so it's interesting because it depends on what you want out of your marathon so if, if anyone's listening and taking on their first marathon and a bit scared of it mm. then then it, it depends on whether you're setting an ambitious marathon goal yeah so in terms of obviously running a marathon itself is ambitious but if you are also running for a time that's a slightly different approach to like i'm going to run this i'm going to enjoy it and i'm going to finish yeah because you can definitely do that in 12 to 16 weeks mm -hmm. if you're coming from a reasonable level of running and i only ran three times a week for mine and the thing that i would change in hindsight because i ended up putting a time goal on myself that wasn't enough i hadn't in order to run the marathon i wanted to do yeah. it was very much three th the, the three ones that i did a week the type of training i did over 16 weeks was more than enough for me to comfortably know I could cover the distance okay. and, and get round on the day. But when I was trying to run at those ambitious paces, I just wasn't well conditioned enough to do it. I so, do think though, regardless of like, if everyone thinks back to the marathon that they've done, mm. everyone will have that. Everyone will yeah, have that like, so I did this, 
if I could go back, I, I would have done more. This I would have come one, back and more. yeah. But if you're going for a three-hour marathon or a six-hour marathon, mm-hmm. is three times a week of running from three months out is that a base way that we could all say you need to be doing at least that? I, I mean, I it, there's no one set rule for anybody, but yeah, I think that's a sensible guideline is at least three, three at least three a week. week. Yeah, and don't don't go from running once a week to running five times a week. Yeah, like yeah. That's, that's crazy. Build you do up. need to build 10%. up to it. And that's where that pre-marathon build-up yeah. comes in. Mm. But plenty of people do sign up for the marathon. London Marathon in particular is a bucket list item. I remember hearing a stat that something like 40 plus percent of people that run London are first and potentially only marathon. Like they, they run that one to oh, get it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, they had like well, half so a million people sign up it's to so want to do it. It's just a ballot yeah. for the 50,000 I, I always say this, but my brother, Muff, uh, his, uh, his wife- Christened Muff. Uh, Chris and Matthew, but okay, yeah. yeah, he he's oh. a, he's a, he's applied <laughs> every year for for sixteen years yeah. to get yeah. in the London Marathon. Uh, never gets it, never gets yeah. it. I'm like, go for a charity place. No, I'm just gonna keep playing, keep playing. His wife this year, first time applied, got in. <laughs> oh, never but done do it you before. think though, if he did get in, would he be like, oh god, has he run a marathon? Uh, has he? No, he hasn't. He's just but saving he's it for this one. He's, he's fit, he's rapid, he's built, oh, he's stacked. Oh, okay, so, so he does run. He, he, would, yeah. he would breeze it. Yeah, but the, the point here is, based on your current fitness levels, be sensible and try and build up to what you would need to do to start a 16-week mm. training yeah. plan three times a week. Best thing I can recommend is look at week one of the training plan. If that scares you, do a little bit of build up yeah. to get used to it because it's only going to get more Why from there. Why would it scare you? Because you might have only had a run once a week or something. Or like the mileage. With the structure. Yeah. You know what we're talking about today though? We're talking about mileage, change of lifestyle, change of how we approach basically a three month block Mm -hmm. at least. But actually we're talking about the physical aspect of the running and the physicality of it all. But so many people actually change their lives completely with their diet as well. And also their social life. Like, you know, I know a lot of people from marathons who said, well, I'm just not going to drink Gavi for three months in the buildup. Uh, that wasn't you, was it? That wasn't your approach. Like, There's no what? way you gave it. Up. How? <laughs> to be fair, you did ease back off of it I, for the five k. I did. I did. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did a couple of days. I think that's a. So that again is you don't have to if you want to run a marathon. It's not like you have to strip all of this stuff out and no, have no. less of a social life. But for a lot of people, they go, okay, this is something that I really want to do. I'm going to make some sacrifices to what my kind of usual weekly activities yeah. are for the next three months. Like for example, I went for a walk with some friends a few weeks ago. One of them uh, is running Brighton Marathon. And so she was like, right, okay, from March onwards, like, sorry guys, I'm not coming to any nights out. But then on the flip side, I know another person running Brighton Marathon who's like, I'll be there at your birthday party. Don't you worry two weeks It's the change of lifestyle, isn't it? I mean, I remember I wanted to drop 5kg before I ran London because I just thought I just want to get myself down to, you know, about 82kg. So I'm a bit more fighting fit. It was about 87 and actually, it did help a lot because you're just dragging fewer pounds around with you. So yeah. it does help. So, but, so people go for it. And everyone has a different reason. Loads of yeah. people do start. It's, it's not something that's talked about loads because it sort of ends up being a bit of a taboo. But loads of people start running or their fitness journey because of, of their, their like either body image or like as a weight loss journey or just yeah. general health and fitness. So everyone's doing it for a, a different reason. I, I had a similar when... I like signed up and was doing Amsterdam. I had the same thing of like, excellent. This is so great. Like I'm doing this because all of this extra training means that I'm going to lose a bit of weight. But actually what I found is that the pride that I got of like my body, whatever it looked like on the day, ran a marathon. I was like, that is a reward in itself. Yeah. Of like, yeah. I don't actually know how much it changed. Well, but that's just the by emotion, then, Sarah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because you've, you've 
committed so much of your life for three months to doing this. So it all, you know, it all builds up to one day yeah, and then a lot of the emotion people, just comes out. And a lot also, of people do describe it as the victory lap. And also bear in day. mind that the weight loss could be a goal, but actually running a marathon and training properly, you're hungry all of the time and mm -hmm. you yeah. can't get through the training that you need to do and, and, and without eating properly. Yeah. So you might not lose weight at all. Because um, you're taking that, that's that many fair, calories. That's, that's yeah. fairly common. So don't, don't panic about that. But what you said about, I think the, the things to talk about for training for a marathon are the sacrifices. It doesn't need to be massive sacrifices, but I think a good rule is the sort of thing that I got told us at university where you're going to be able to do like all of the things you want to do. You're probably going to be able to do two of them well. So whether that's academics, um, socializing or university sport. Like, <laughs> you definitely missed off socializing. I was going to say that. And he's doing this. Oh. Olympian world record holder and he went to Cambridge. Me and Sarah are like... Social yeah, life, gone. Yeah, so, me and Sarah, Social skills. Me and Sarah out. had a great time at Aberystwyth in Birmingham. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. What? Birmingham's great. Aberystwyth's great. I got a first. Aberystwyth's great. Hey. Did you get first? Yeah. You are taking the mick. Hey, so hang on. Did in you get drama. a first? Rick? Did you get a first? So it's just, just me and Sarah then? Just we. I, I'm sorry, you got first. <laughs> oh, Rick. Rick, how are you- In what, in what? <laughs> in drama. Oh, in drama. Oh, <laughs> oh Rick. Oh, right, okay, Rick. fine, 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 fine. Oh, look at this. Hey, it was a very- oh, <laughs> Fine, fine, all right, fine. Everyone at home. So is, it you anyone, get is it useful, is it being useful, has it helped? It was a bit too academic. Well, what do you think? Am I good at my job? Well, you're great spreadsheets. <laughs> Hang on, we just need to rewind I'm a minute. So a few weeks ago, we got a lovely comment on YouTube, which was, um, there's so much sexual tension on this podcast. Now, it's just tension. <laughs> <laughs> the, the awkwardness right now is incredible. So anyway, yes. No, I, congratulations on your first. You must have worked very hard. <laughs> oh, Rick. Oh, Rick. Andy, you got first. This oh, is incredible. You got first. You got first. I tell you I what, I don't want to. Did you get first in? <laughs> Go on, tell me. Aerospace engineering. Oh my what God. What use is that Aerospace engineering. At least mine is relevant. Yeah. He bloody, relevant. How, many, how just, many planes have you flown recently? You, what, I have not abused your degree at all here. I'm being brought in. I'm, no, but you're loving this. Aren't here. you? You're loving this. I'm not loving any element of this. Why are you yeah. smiling? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> also, this started, by the way, with me talking about sacrifices. Don't unpick it, Andy. <laughs> now I can and just hear Elton John's sacrifice And you both for having point. no social life. Yeah, well, I made a friend at university. Those are the consequences. You made a friend? Yeah, yeah. Who? I can't remember. His name. wife. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Not my lovely wife at university, yeah. I can't remember what we're talking about. Marathons. Sacrifices. I think you were making a list about something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, she's so cross. <laughs> I tell you what, after this, I'm going to show you my GCSEs. I'm going to show you my A levels. Oh, yeah. You will rue the oh, day you what met you me. GCSEs? Oh, no, right, no, no, just, no, let's no, not compare this to Andy because so it'll just be awful. So let's just stop. I think me and Andy actually got quite similar GCSEs. Really? Okay. Okay. That's, anyway, that. marathon Definitely training. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, oh my goodness. This is totally spiraled out of control. Wrap it up. I can't I, believe yeah, you don't think I know. <laughs> I'm so clever. It's a, <laughs> I, I think if you have to tell people you're clever. I, don't know. I read a book in 2023. Yeah. Oh yeah? yeah? A book. What, what was it? Born to Run? <laughs> no, it's the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> it was fine to spot. Um, <laughs> it's the marvelous adventures of Tigger. <laughs> um, the well, I don't. Even, we've we've been waylaid. Uh, sacrifices, maybe, but just thinking yeah. about the fact that, like, yeah, if you're not eating right, or if you are 
out late or you know drinking more than perhaps you should be then those things will have more and an exaggerated impact if mm. you're also trying to run further than you've ever run before yeah but the, the key for me is structuring the week properly so if mm-hmm. you are running three times getting the right balance of runs don't just go out and run three times have a purpose for every run that you do if you're running four or five times a week then even more so because you're mm. more likely to need really good recovery runs in there so you can have active recovery you don't always have to be having days off but you've got to listen to your body and not overcook it and then focus on the long runs and the workouts to make sure they actually deliver what you need. And try to enjoy it is my mm. one piece of advice. Yeah. I'm loving this marathon training block, but I am fitting it in, doing running as the priority first when I plan out my week and then trying to th- think at the end of each week, okay, what part did I enjoy? doesn't mean every single run has to be amazing, but find at least one thing in that week that you've enjoyed and then you can latch onto that in the marathon itself when it gets a little bit tough. Hey, thing is though, the marathon's in what? 50 odd days? <sighs> Thanks, Rick. <laughs> you're excited you're ready you've been getting the getting the, yeah, getting the training done yeah. I'm just and really we're be there excited that as always when we do a series it means that we get to do our longest run on camera <laughs> do I get to come for this there's one there's going to be some tears yeah if you want to ride the bike I sort of up for that and I'll what give you, did, I'll what give you the for it what was the it. actual quote yeah. that you shouted at me and Tom you're going too fast, you idiots. I mean, was that it, is a, that? you're paraphrasing. I think I swore at you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you two with the first over there in the corner. Yeah. Wrap it up. Okay. okay. Well, this is the Running Channel podcast. Up next, we've got your questions. But first, we've got some news from the world of running to discuss. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Shoes. Now, at The Running Channel, we bang on all the time about how if you want to run fast, you need to run slow. I'm talking about the 80-20 rule. Yes, you need to do the vast majority of your training at an easier or steadier pace. And you need an everyday pair of running shoes that you trust to do that. And the Infinite Elite has brand new cushioning technology in the form of Under Armour's Hover Plus. So that's designed to support you for the whole of even your longest runs with extra cushioning and energy return. So that's what this is all about yeah and if you want to check out the under armor infinite elite head to the link in the show notes okay time for the news but first a key piece of news i think rick would be really keen to know based on our previous conversation what was your role in your dissertation at university (laughs) i hate you (laughs) what was your role what What, what was it (sighs) okay right no, I no, did. Just what was it? No, what was it called? What was your role? I was Big Stone. <laughs> big Stone? <laughs> that was... No way. Didn't you have a number as well? You got... Big, f- big there stone. were three of us. There was Big Stone, Little Stone, and I could never remember what the third stone was. You got a first for being a stone. <laughs> She's excellent <laughs> You know what, guys? You just don't understand. There was also a written bit that went alongside it. Sorry, I, I don't know why I'm getting involved here. I was kind of... I was Switzerland in this, in this, do you ha- in this do, argument. Do you have a master's? No, do you? Interesting. <laughs> do you have a master's? Yes! <laughs> what in? Oh. In uh, MA film and television master's research. Too. Sorry. <laughs> My master's dissertation was on did the effects of lockdown help climate change? And I did a documentary on it. Oh, well, that sounds actually very good. Answer? Yeah. No, not really. No? <laughs> no, I was very hopeful for a few months, no, but the result good. was no. Um, anyway, back to running news. Yes, yeah, so running news. Something that we actually... There's been so much stuff happening... Um, uh, some quite poignant news stories last week as well that mm-hmm. this one got lost. But this was uh, that there's been a couple of records broken by British athletes. And I'll bear in mind, this is an Olympic year. We're in the middle of the indoor season. So that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. So this was at the Milrose Games in New York, one of the fastest tracks in the world. I've run there. Um, mm-hmm. Great. Oh, is, that, is that all I'm getting for that? Uh-huh. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, she's still cross about Big Stone. So um, <laughs> yeah, you're all, 
degree of emotional range that you show in your acting. Um, so we've so Josh Kerr. Sorry, Sarah, I think you're brilliant. Oh no, don't don't do that to too me. Too little, too late. You got masters as well. Yes. Gosh, what's um, your master's one out in? The masters in engineering. Really? So you just kept going down the engineering route despite well, running around in yeah, circles? Yeah, and, and then this was before I knew I was going to be doing this, which I'm making massive use of my engineering degree. <laughs> uh, and then because I was at Cambridge, they just give you an MA as well. Oh, just to whack one in, throw yeah, one in. Yeah, just a few years later. They so just like buy one, one, get one free. Yeah. yeah. So well done. Sarah's so cross. Sorry, you two have both got masters, but have you interviewed the last six prime ministers? No. <laughs> <laughs> to let you in uh, behind the curtain there as well Rick had a good couple of minutes there where I was trying to review a news story to think up something so just, to get himself just, just back in the game where you're at just seeing where you're at but that's great anyway sorry so you really want to use that as a marker of success but I'll take it I think that's pretty impressive but yeah fair fair uh, oh, but back, back to the news different scones for different tones is that yeah. great <laughs> yeah absolutely not so Josh Kerr, who won the World Champs 1500 meters mm -hmm. last year when we were out in yeah. Budapest, we yeah. actually saw it, um, has broken Mo Farah's world two mile indoor record. Two miles not run that often, but when you hear the time, it's mind blowing. It's ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? Eight minutes. Mo's record was 8.03, mm -hmm. and Josh ran eight minutes dead, 0.67. So he's basically two <sighs> back to back four minute miles. Wow. Yeah. Does that Seriously make you feel fast. a little bit sick? Well, the, he did it at a race that I've competed at. Yeah. Oh, really? so, oh what time did you was run? It? I didn't do the two miles there. Oh, right. So I, I can't compare, but I, I would have run slower than that. <laughs> so, it's, so it's absolutely amazing. And then in the same meet, fellow Scott, Laura Muir, mm. also set a new British indoor record as she won the women's two mile. Um, I think actually she finished second in the race, but then the winner from Ethiopia was, was disqualified. Um, but she ran nine minutes, four seconds, which is also Ooh. two back-to-back -back 430 miles, so which is absolutely quick. incredible. So, oh, yeah. this makes me so excited for the Olympics. Yeah, an Olympic year. To have, you know, we're biased, we're based in the UK. Mm -hmm. So to have Team GB athletes running so fast at this point is, uh, yeah, I can't wait to it's see mad. what they do. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Rick, questions? Okay, so starting off with Lisa. Lisa is from Birmingham for Rick. Has he got a PB? Oh, so she's oh, only telling you, she told nice you where to she's you. from. Nice, no, no. <laughs> well, someone should be I'm running nice my first you. marathon in April and I have no idea how to choose my pace. I have run a couple of races and I've picked my pace pretty randomly. I've got pretty good times from Garmin and Runner, and they're all really different. That's interesting, isn't it? Uh, I wanted to start relatively conservatively, but I don't know what the pace should be. Any tips? So what I would say is definitely choose something that's conservative and practice it in your long runs. You okay. don't have to start off with like one pace. But she doesn't know any pace. But this yeah. is what I mean from running previous races. If you've run a previous race before, then you need to pick a time that you can definitely run and yeah. build your paces from that one pace. So if you have done a 5K or a 10K, then use that as your 10K pace or your 5K pace mm -hmm. and then build your other paces on that using those predictors that you can get online that you put in an actual race result. So the difference here with with runner is that you, I think you do that so that they, they, you do exactly that. You put in your the time that you've run for a distance that you know. And yeah. that needs to be what you can do right now. Yeah, not yeah, an ambition yeah. or not what you did two years ago. Um, and then they'll calculate based on if you follow their training mm -hmm. then you'll you'll end up hopefully being able to run their predicted time garmin's is slightly different in that that's physiologically based on the training that you do and how often you wear the watch so it's massively impacted by 
how much and how consistently you're wearing the watch for all of your activities. Also, if you haven't done any longer training, so Garmin's is also like kind of a predictor of like, have you done any long runs or endurance yeah. stuff at the moment? Okay, mm. well then your marathon time is going to be a little bit slower because you haven't yes. trained for that. Whereas runner is very much a prediction of like, if you work hard, this is what we think you can run at the end. Yeah, exactly. So so the, the, they will be wildly different, but the, the advice here is pick a race distance that you definitely know your pace for. Mm-hmm. And build all of your other paces out from that. Don't, okay. yeah. don't guess. Right. Joe from London, but she now lives in Dubai. Oh, I'm jealous. Oh, it's so cold today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, my question for the Running Channel podcast, promise it is a serious question. Did <laughs> Sarah... <laughs> I actually oh, yeah, want some silly questions. Did Sarah really run five kilometers in 15 minutes and 21 seconds? Yes, and I did. if so... How did she get so fast from 20 minutes and 45 seconds? I didn't think it was humanly possible. My other question is, I've bought a HR heart rate strap and I'd like to know the best workout I can do to get my maximum heart rate both on a one mile track and a treadmill. Which one would you advise is better and how would I do the workout? On the heart rate straps, it's a lot more accurate, isn't it? When you've got the strap on compared to watching your wrist. Quite That's dependent a, on skin type and the fit of your watch. Oh, really? you do get a good. Well, do you need to have a tight fit on the watch? Yes, yeah, and right. you know, on your wrist to get the optical sensor to give you that as accurate a reading as possible. So it's not like it's inaccurate. Right. But I've got um, a skinny wrist, and if you did have tattoos or a certain skin type or whatever, then, yeah. then it might not give you the You're most properly accurate. tattooed mm-hmm. up now. <laughs> I have two, <laughs> two tattoos, yeah, hidden away. Which do you think would be the best workout? We actually did a heart rate video recently where we gave a, I think it's called a stress test, yeah. which is in order to give you a maximum heart rate value. I can't remember the exact specifics of it off the top of my head, but mm. I think it was you build up to like two minutes of all out effort. Yeah, right? so something like, so do a proper warm up mm-hmm. and then running for say, because you could, could do this on the treadmill, that actually might be easiest on the treadmill is then run for 10 minutes or so gradually getting faster mm. yeah uh having already done your warm-up and then as you get to that 10 minute point you hit the incline on the treadmill or if you're outdoor you you run to the bottom of a hill and you don't want it to be a really really steep hill you want it to be a, a hill that you can run at a good effort and kind of carry that pace through and run up it for two or three minutes hard like not sprinting but because you've been building up the pace over 10 minutes you're going to be tired Mm-hmm. So getting to the point where after two or three minutes, you don't think you mm. can go anymore. And, and that'll give you a, that. Fit. That'll give you the max heart rate. Well, let us know how it goes, Joe. And in answer to your first question, this is a video. It should be out now. Have a look for a video on the Running Channel YouTube, which it's titled something along the lines of cheat, cheat your, your way, way to, to a fast yeah. 5k. Uh, yes. Um, Ross Barkley back in lockdown set a 5k time that was a really premiership footballer back then yeah. yeah ridiculously quick because he did short bursts and then paused his watch so we thought what an excellent challenge so that is actually what I went out and did so no I can't run a 15 minute 21 second 5k all in one go however give me four and a half hours and a nice flat straight bit of road <laughs> And I can do it, Anything's apparently. Possible. Yeah. Anything's possible yeah. if you so, just believe. So if you were listening to last week's podcast, then you would know that Sarah said she had DOMS. Actually, she said OMS, onset oh. muscles from doing this because it was yeah. spread out over like four hours. And yeah. the, what fueled me for that is just before I headed out, uh, Andy, I, Andy came in and I was like, hey, Andy, what do you think I could run for 5K in the next four hours? And he yeah. went, oh, well, definitely under 20 minutes. And I went, so 15? And he laughed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I did know the challenge you were doing. I would obviously out, laugh at you if you were going to try and, <laughs> try and run a 15 minute park like park oh yeah there's no way yeah. hey um, give me a few years maybe i want to say laugh i mean supportively say to you let's try and improve by a slightly smaller amount than five minutes and yeah. longer 
<laughs> right, to um to finish up for Sarah's favour this week, I yeah. want to bring in friend of the podcast, Stu George. Do you remember Stu? Stu from the lounge. Yes, bars? I do. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm running home for Lovely Christmas. Lovely lad. So Stu's got in contact yeah. with the podcast, and he uh-huh. says, "I love listening to you guys, but I was wondering, is there anything else you think I should be listening to as well?" Sarah. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Well, we have something very, very exciting in the works. Can't reveal too much for now. I'm going to be one of those annoying people, but we need your help. Have a little think. If any one of us could chat to anyone in the world about running, who would you want us to talk to mm. and why? Doesn't have to be someone famous. Yeah. Could be this really interesting person that you met at a park a run runner, or yeah. could be, you know, shoot for the stars. Do you want us to talk to Jennifer Aniston? We'll yeah, try. I was going to say, it might be someone that you don't even associate with running, but who runs. Yeah. Does Kirsty Allsop run? Oh, you're obsessed with Kirsty Allsop, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> don't say Kirsty Allsop. I don't want to make Rick's dreams come true. Yeah. Uh, well, how would yeah, you feel any... if, uh, if, if you and Sarah you? did it? Yeah, if you wasn't you, we got to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> that'd go down well. <laughs> that'd, that'd keep morale up. Uh... What if she said... Um, she said, I only speak to uh, people with particular academic qualifications. <laughs> then, then, In your little briefing chat, did you get say, this, Do you accept oh, drama? <laughs> she would say yes. So yes. podcast at so, theroningchannel.com yeah. to let us know who that should be. Yeah, podcast at theroningchannel.com. We are so excited to bring this to you. Don't worry, we'll still be doing this every single week as well. Yeah, but we thought we'd give you a little little bit, something, something extra for those longer runs because Rick won't let us record for any longer. Well, you say it won't change. Actually, I think the next podcast oh it's going to be the best one ever Rick's not here yeah <laughs> so uncalled for oh, well. but honestly 59 episodes has taken us <laughs> yeah, to get rid of him 59. and this is the first yeah. one that he's not going to be here for so again podcast at roanchannel.com what do you want to talk about whilst Rick's not here I'm still going to edit it and we'll see you no, no you won't we'll see you <laughs> next time bye 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 <laughs>